What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 23 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor. Tell them Combo sent you. Today's show, Maul from the Joe Budden Podcast with Rory and Maul joins in. We talk music, we talk basketball, and everything in between, man. From now on, Maul's podcast will be available on Spotify. We talk about that as well. You can follow Maul on IG at Maul underscore, by the way, that's M-A-L underscore B-Y-T-H-E-W-A-Y. And you know you can follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo, that's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, write on your Apple Podcast app. Enjoy the show. Let's get into it. What's up, man? What's going on? What went into your decision in being a part of your podcast? Um, well, it it, it started out as uh, me going on again as just simply a guest. Right. I was in uh I was in New York uh one one weekend. And um, Joe had called me and asked me to come on and just, you know, just come kick it. And at that time, th- the show was kind of going through a transition at that uh, at that point in time. So, yeah, I went up there, kicked it with him, kicked it with him and Rory. I think so. I believe somebody else was up there at the time, too. It was a few of us there. And we was just kicking it. And then uh, Joe had hit me during the week and was telling me, you know, people loved the You know, the response from the show it was great, that episode. And. People love the dynamic and stuff, so he asked me to come on again the next week. So I went up again, and we did another episode. And then from there, he kind of, you know, called me and just had the conversation like, yo, man, you know, people seem to love the camera. They love, you know, your voice. They love what you bring into the conversation and stuff. So you should think about, you know, just coming on, joining the show permanently. And, you know, at the time, it was it was something that I wasn't really looking looking to do, but, I mean, it worked out for the best. I feel like super teams never hurt the league. The Warriors mm-hmm. might be the most extreme case of a super team. Went 73 and 10. KD came on the team, won some more championships. Now they added Boogie. Do you feel like super mm-hmm. teams are bad for the league? I don't feel like, I mean, it's, it's, the only thing I don't like about it is it kind of takes away from me getting the chance to see certain players go at each other. Like right. I, I'm, you know, I, I was raised on that era of, of, of players going at each other and, you know, proving who was the best in the league at the time. I'm not mad at it because I believe this is a different era in the NBA that we're looking at and that we're entering. I just hate that you know a lot of guys seem to, to rather be a part of a super team than to you know, just play the team that they're on and become a super team on their own organically where, you know, I feel like every team has talent on the team, obviously. Like, I believe right. every team has a player that's a player that's, you know, capable of becoming a star. It's right. all about keeping guys together and letting guys gel. But the NBA is so, you know, everybody wants to compete right now where, you know, you see teams don't even allow guys to play together for more than two seasons. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you don't even give teams a, a chance to really gel and you don't really give 
superstars or stars a chance to be born because you're always breaking the team up and shipping players out. And now players got to learn different systems and different offenses and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, on one hand, it's great. It's entertaining because that's what the NBA is. It's entertainment. It's, it's sports. But on another hand, from a competitive standpoint, it's like you kind of lose some of the competitive edge because a lot of these guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're friends off the court. So, you know, right. they, they really don't like to go at each other. Like I get more, I get I get more fun watching cats in UCLA at Rico's pickup runs than the summer. Then I get in the NBA. Yeah, sometimes, you know what I mean. Definitely summer leagues, Dykeman, all this stuff we got over here too. That's more intense sometimes than a league, especially in the regular season. You know what right. I mean? Right, for sure, for yeah. sure. Well, the Warriors were semi-organic because a lot of guys passed on Steph, a lot of guys passed on Clay, guys passed mm-hmm. on Draymond. So, so a lot of the core is organic. But you're right, like when KD went to 73 and 10 and all kinds of stuff, we're seeing and teams are looking for the quick fix. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, KD going there was 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 you know I I didn't like it. I didn't like it for a number of reasons. One, they had just eliminated you in the playoffs the year before that. Um. And I kind of felt like, you know, that would have been interesting to watch. Definitely. KD and Russ go at Steph and Clay in the playoffs. You know, that would have been more right. interesting to watch. But um I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of Russ, man. Russ is such a dog. I feel like you give Russ any four guys and he's gonna compete. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm surprised Paul George went back. I was surprised. I thought he was going to LA. Yeah, I was too, because the LA thing was definitely big on on the, you know. The talks and and the rumor why or whatever, but I I understand why he went back because I think once you play with Russ and you in a locker room with him as a, as a player, you like it's hard to find another player that's just that confident and that has that much dog and that much that much that much fight in them. It's like you want to be in a locker room with a guy like that, you know what I mean? So I, I can understand why he went back for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Basketball wise, I see what you're saying, but living wise. OKC over LA. I don't know if I would have done it personally, but I see what you're saying from a playing standpoint. But the sure. yeah, but the thing the thing about that is, you see, I I hate when guys say that. Oh, I, you know, guys want to play here, they want to play this, like living in that. You only in that city for four months, five months out of the year, maybe, like because you travel, right? You're playing 41 games on the road, then you have the All Star break. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not really living in that city, like. And then once the season is over, everyone goes to LA anyway, so. It's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, it don't matter where you play. Like, Well, I was looking at it from my point of view because I played a lot of years overseas. And when I was overseas, man, I was in some tough areas, idle time. It was driving myself crazy. So that's what I kind of thought about more from my point of view. Well, overseas in comparison to the States is is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, if you. But some cities are great, you know? Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, for sure. I mean, you go some places in Europe and and Asia. I mean, some of the cities are beautiful, man. But. You know, when you're in the U.S., you're in the NBA, you're playing – I mean, whether you're in, you know, New Orleans, which is a, a great city, or if you're in Indiana or New York or L.A., it's like, listen, we all going to play each other at some point. You know what I'm saying? We gotcha. all going to go to each city at some point. And then once the season is over, listen, man, you you, you want to go at Whether it be L.A., whether it be Miami, whether it be New York, whether it be, you know, wherever. It's like you get a chance to travel and spend time with your family. It's like, listen – for five months, I think for the money y'all being paid, y'all can settle down anywhere for five months. Most definitely. Um, I from this year's draft, I I've been saying my listeners know that I think Doncic is going to be the best player. Who do you think is going to be the best player from this year's draft? This year, uh, that the, the draft that just happened. Yeah. 
Who do I think is the best player that was drafted? Uh, who do you think will be the best player? Put it that way. Like when you when we look back. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, I really I really believe. Can I? I, I do here. I'll, I'll do three. I'll pick three guys that I think are going to be some of the names that we're going to talk about. Okay. Uh, obviously, DeAndre is one of them. Okay. I think DeAndre Aiden is going to be a guy that we're going to talk about for a long time. Uh, I believe Trey Young is going to be a special player. Some concerns about Trey, man. I was watching those games, but he does have the ability people, to pull people from forty. Had, people, people had the same concerns about Steph, man. So, you know what I mean? They had the same concerns about Steph. I don't know, boy. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know, they, but... I'm, I'm telling you, they had the same concerns. It was, you know, it, it was like, hey. You know, people were concerned about, you know, can he get a shot up at this level? Can he do this? Can he do right. that? And it's like, now look at him. You know what I mean? So, I think Trey Young, I think he's going to be all right. But uh, I think the, the shy, shy Gillis, is that you see in there? I think that kid is going to be special. Yeah, yeah. He played well, for sure. Yeah, um, I think he's going to be special. Yeah, your guy, your guy, Brandon Jennings, do you feel like he underachieved, overachieved, or just did what he was supposed to do in the league? Like, what are your thoughts on his career so far? Um, I think I don't think he underachieved. I think that he, right. he got hurt at a time where he, he was just taking off and he was just he was just getting ready to enter that all star level. It's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was having a great, great season before he got hurt, man, in Detroit. Um, And I, I think he would have been all star that year. The numbers that he was putting up, the, uh, the record that the Pistons had, the streak that they went on, I think would have been For hard. Sure. To keep him, it would have been hard to keep him out of the all star game that year. Um, yeah, I think, I think the Achilles injury just, you know, it just, it, it, it kind of put a, a monkey wrench in the situation, but I mean, you know, seeing them watching closely, he still has a lot of game left. It's just now, you know, how the NBA is, it's, you know, it's all about playing the game and the politics, man. And, you know, definitely, definitely. I like Brandon, he's just so confident and, you know, it's just, it's hard for him to play that, that politic game when he knows he's better than a lot of these guys on the roster, but because somebody's being paid more or, you know, right. it's like I got to play behind this guy because he's being paid. It's just hard to kind of like, you know, just give into certain situations. But yeah, I mean, he's still got a whole lot of game left, a whole lot of game. You know, what I mean, like that that injury is a thing of the past. Like That's definitely not the, the, the thing that's keeping him out of the league right now. It's just all a politics thing. But he'll be back. That's that's half the battle. Just keeping your confidence when you're going through the politics, you know. Right. So that's good right, right there for sure. Right. Um, it's right. a mental battle more than anything. For sure. Oh, uh, we always hear rappers want to be ball players and vice versa. Why do you think that is? Um, well, we, we all come from the same <laughs> kind of backgrounds and, and, and same places. Right. And, you know, you grow up, I mean, when you're playing ball, you know, you grow up listening to hip hop, you know, when you're in your locker room getting ready for a game during practice, when you're working out, you got music playing, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like it goes hand in hand, you know what I mean? It goes at, at some point. Everybody that plays ball wrote a wrote a sixteen before, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, sure. that everybody that raps, you know, at some point they they wanted to they wanted to play ball on some level, whether it be just pick up with the homies or, you know, in high school or college. Like, you know, everybody played ball at some point. They wrote down around somewhere before. What's your definition of a culture vulture? Me to me, a culture vulture is somebody that just makes money off of a culture but they don't really care about the culture. They don't care about the people from the culture. They're just concerned with, you know, making money off of the culture. Right, right. Dame Dash once said in an interview, calling someone your boss is like calling them your daddy. What are your thoughts on this, man? Do you agree? 
I mean, Dane, Dane was a brilliant mind. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I learned a lot from him. Um, to a certain extent, I understand what he's saying. You know what I mean? I understand what he's saying. It's, it's, it's more so about, you know, with Dame, a lot of people take things very literal. And I think a lot of times it's more so, you know, you should you should try to strive to be your own boss. Right. You know I mean, at some point we all have to take, you know, because you have to learn, you have to, you have, you have to be a, a Indian before you can be a chief. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to learn from, from people and learn how the game go before sure. you can lead and before you can become a boss and all these other things. So I understand what he's saying. It's, it's more so the mentality. Like, don't just strive to be in a situation where, somebody's always telling you what to do and how to do it. You know what I mean? So you got to, so you got to learn, you got to soak up game and then you got to, you know, you got to apply it to yourself and, and, and do for yourself and create your own avenues and create your own lanes to become a boss. And then you put people on so they can do the same thing in return. Right. I think that should be everybody's goal to be their own boss. There's nothing wrong with that message. I guess just how he said it rubbed people the wrong way, but I definitely get the message for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like a lot of things that Dame says, people take literal and they, you know, it, we're in a sensitive era, man. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, I don't definitely. You can't say anything without somebody being offended or, or right. some type of way, and somebody getting emotional. It's just like you know, it's like you walking on eggshells in a world, and it's like you know, just nobody, nobody has cotton ball feet, man. Like you're gonna crack eggshells somewhere along the way. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. it's like you just got to take your lessons and, and and learn from them and and apply them to real life, and just you know, and just try to be the best person that you can be. Definitely, definitely. Let's take it back a little bit. Um, early 2000s, The Rock was something that seemed like it would last forever. Obviously, nothing lasts forever. What do you think the reason was The Rock broke up? Oh, uh, well, I, I mean, I know the reason, but, but it was more so a thing of, you know, you got to, people have to understand the minds that were behind The Rockefeller movement. We're talking about three cats, you know, that were very strong and, 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 in their own way and in their own aspects of their lives that came together and did something historical that did something monumental and changed the landscape of the culture forever. Um, right. So when you have those three minds, you know, you got to keep those three minds on one page for that many years is an accomplishment in itself because they're all so strong minded and so strong opinionated and such strong opinionated men that to have them do something like that for so many years is like, that's an accomplishment in itself. Right. So the split, the split. I didn't, I didn't look at it as a negative necessarily. It happens in business all the time. We just don't pay attention to a lot of these situations because we don't. It's kind of like we, we watched the Rockefeller thing come to fruition, and it was like you know, it was like a, a toy of ours, like growing up. You know what I mean? It was like this was ours. It, it belonged to us. And then to see it kind of like go through the change it went through, we paid so much attention to it. But it happens in business all the time. I mean companies you know they build companies and they sell them and you know it's like right. people don't really they're not so attached to it because it wasn't such a part of their uh, a, vi a vital part of their, their childhood right right yeah i mean in anything nothing really stays the same you're either mm -hmm. getting better or you're getting worse and you know things happen right. you know what i mean that's just that's just the way life is in general i think you know what i mean right for sure for yeah. sure uh more current hip-hop man j cole m and drake all dropped albums can you rank them one two and three in your opinion who? J. Cole, Drake, and who? J. Cole, M. and Drake all recently dropped some albums. Can you rank so, your albums one, two, and three? One, two, and three. Uh, I feel like you're kind of trying to paint me into a situation here. Nah, uh, nah I'm not. Uh, all right. So I'll go number one. 
I'll go. I'll go Drake number one. I'll go Cole gotcha. number two, and I'll go Eminem number three. There it is, man. I didn't paint you into anything. You answered it. <laughs> okay, no, nah, I just I just felt like that situation was kind of like you were setting the screen nah. for something else to come up. You know nah, what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't, ball, I don't set screens. I don't play defense my whole life. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> um, so what do you feel is the greatest hip-hop album of all time? The greatest hip-hop album of all time. Um, in my opinion, the greatest hip-hop album of all time. Uh, let's see. Hmm, that's a tough question. For me, it would either have to be... It would either have to be Reasonable Doubt Right. Or it would have to be reasonable doubt, or it would have to be. Hmm. Damn, that's tough. Yeah, I'll just leave it at reasonable doubt. It 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 changed so many things and it created so many opportunities. That album. You know. Right, I mean? and when it came out, it, it wasn't acclaimed like it got later, right? No, it right wasn't. When it, the, 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 yeah, the, which is why to me it's it's the greatest hip hop album because you can't name any other album that you can do that with. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. for any artist, like you can't go back to an album and be like, Oh, this was, yeah, but this was the one. It's kind of like, you know, which one is the one, you know what I'm saying? So when Jay put that out, it kind of got skipped over a little bit and, and didn't get the acclaim that it deserved. But because so many other great things happened in his career after that, we looked back at the first one. It was like, but wait, this was you know what I mean? Like, so right, right. It's like, to me, back. that's yeah. why it's like, to me, that's why that might be the greatest because it was, it wasn't, it didn't get the claim it deserved when it first came out. So many other things had to happen after that. And then that album was put out again just because it was like, okay, y'all missed this. So we're going to put this chapter back out so that y'all can go back to this one. Right. I mean, you know, it's crazy when the source was doing mics and everything, it didn't even get five mics and then they went back and gave it five mics. This is this is this is what I'm trying to tell you because yeah. that's why to me it's like you know because a lot of people miss that miss that bus so it was like yeah for that, for, to, for that bus to have to come back around the block it's kind of like okay so you know that that right there in itself is like that's why it has to be you know and that's just again this is just me my personal opinion some people are gonna name other albums but to me this right. is why that's the greatest because you know out of all of these artists that came from that time we when I say time meaning like the Pac and Biggie era, it's like, you know, Jay is the only one from that era that's still so relevant and so impactful and still arguably the best right now. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you gotta, you gotta go back to what, what he introduced. It. You know what I mean? Right. No, that, that makes sense. So I see where you're coming from. I don't know if I would make that. I actually like the blueprint better than reasonable doubt me personally, but I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, well, musically, the blueprint definitely musically is probably a better album. But got you. Just talking about greatness, right? The, the, right, right, the right, right. reasonable doubt album was, is, you know, it's just such a it's such a masterpiece when you when you listen to the lyrics and stuff that he was saying. And this is this was his first album. You know what I'm saying? Like he was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, stuff yeah. that on that first album that guys that people didn't even didn't even know what he was talking about. You know what I mean? I like, guess you're saying because he kind of set the tone for what was right. Come. Right, exactly, right. exactly. Right. right, you, Rory, and uh, Joe, um, patiently built your podcast up for years. I guess you were there mm -hmm. for two years, I'm a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Did it for free, didn't dilute your content with ads or anything like that. 
Uh, you guys received offers, turned them down. Can you kind of speak to that process, the, the, the great things that come from it, the pitfalls and everything in between? Well, I mean, you got to first, the, the important thing when you're doing something like that is you have to enjoy what you're doing. 100%. Like that's, that's the only way you're going to do anything for free is when you enjoy it. You know what I mean? So that was therapeutic for us. That was, you know, getting together, doing the show every week was, was our therapy. That was our therapy session. It was, it was a chance for right. us to come together and, and kick it and talk about what was going on and kind of get our opinions out and argue and this, that, and third, whatever, whatever. But it's something, it was a release. It's, you know, you need that. It's kind of like getting together with the homies and, and playing ball or going to the bar right. shop every week and just, you know, sitting in the shop kicking with everybody. It's kind of like, you know, as as men, you need that that conversation. You know, you got to enjoy what you're doing, man. If you enjoy what you're doing and, you know, you're passionate, it, I mean, you you understand how this thing goes and how the world works. It's like the energy you put out, you'll get back and you'll be rewarded for it. So, you know, that was just kind of one of the things that we kept our focus on was like, you know, we got to take the sacrifice and make the sacrifices now, you know, for a greater, for a greater payoff later. So, we did that, you know, we stuck with it. And, and, and I mean, you know, we all had our moments where it was kind of like we was ready to kind of, you know, just throw the towel in to take a break or just kind of rethink some things. But, you know, we stayed consistent. And, and that's another thing that people have to understand when, they, when you're building anything, you have to be consistent. Consistency is what's going right. to set you apart from everybody else. Consistency right. is what's going right. to make you better. You know what I mean? Anything you do, if you do it consistently, you're going to become better at it. You know what I'm saying? So right. that was one of the things that we tried to always make sure we were, no matter what, was consistent. Like, let's consistently do this. Let's let's stick together with it. And um, and we and we did that. You know what I mean? And it, it turns out that it was a a great great thing for all of us. You know what I mean? Like we were able to do something that has never been done before with um you know, with, with Spotify and, you know, we're very appreciative of the, the chance that they, they took on us and we're looking forward to doing some bigger and better things, man. Yeah, it's definitely dope for sure. I wanted to uh, give you the time to respond to something, man. I heard mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Schultz on, on his podcast saying he kept, he kept repeating, what does Maul do? What is Maul elite at? What does Maul do? What is Maul elite <laughs> at? You want to respond to that? <laughs> I'm a, I'm elite. I'm, I'm elite at doing the podcast, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm a lead at, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's plain as day, man. I don't understand, like, you know, again with with, with this guy, I never met him. I, I've never, I've never said his name. I've never spoken crazy about him. I've like, so you know, all that energy was kind of like I was, I was flattered, man. To be honest, I was just like, thank you, man. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know, homie. You know what I'm saying? Never met him. I, I don't have anything bad to say about him. Um. You know, it's, it's it's all entertainment for me. I mean, I really don't. You know, you got to know me on a personal level to know that certain things are just not going to ever bother me or affect me. Like, I, you know, I find humor in everything because at the end of the day, I understand what all of this is about. You know what I'm saying? And I understand mm-hmm. what we're all doing here. And I got, you know, I'm very secure within myself and I know what I'm doing and I know where I come from and the cloth I come from. So it's like, you know, I, I laugh at everything, man. I find I find a joke in everything. But, you know, Back to the point, you know, it's just I, I don't know, man. It's, it's it's flattering. That's all I can say. But to answer your question, I'm elite. I'm elite at doing a podcast, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm elite at. I'm elite at anything. facts. I agree. Really, I agree. I, I'm elite at doing a podcast. You, I, I'm a part of an elite <laughs> podcast. I'll say that. 
Got you, got you. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. But I, I agree, though. I agree. You are elite at that. Um, you just uh, what? Just tell us about Spotify, pretty much, man. What's going on with Spotify? Why did you guys decide now was the time? And uh, tell me what you can about the deal. Um. Well, you know, Spotify being the the streaming powerhouse that they are, you know, it was kind of hard to 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 you know when when a company like that wants to do business with you and you know they believe in what you're doing and they love what you're doing it's kind of hard to turn your back on them and and turn it down um and i think that they get the vision they understand it and uh i think the you know, the people there more so i think a lot of people at spotify are really really loving the show they really follow the show so they they understand us um yeah and i just think they're willing to they're willing to take a chance on on the podcast and, and they see where it's going in the future. They see the podcast thing is going. So I think they're just trying to, you know, this move is them trying to get ahead of the curve and show people like, you know, listen, we would, we were a part of something, you know, before it became popular to do something like this, we did it first. So, I mean, right. you know, it's, 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 it's a situation where, like I said, it's, it's, it's time to enjoy the fruits of our labor, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's time to, it's time to take this to the next level. It's time for us to really like, the ceiling and, and get into another stratosphere with this thing and i think that it's you know it's nobody else that we would rather be doing it with them with spotify so you know just subscribe you know follow the podcast and and you know be prepared to ride this journey for the next however many years and see where we take it right so when when can we listen man when what days is it on spotify uh we're on spotify every wednesday and every friday okay Every Wednesday and every Friday, you can check us out, the Joe Button Podcast with Rory and Maul. Um, you know, and if you've been following the show, you know what we're going to do. You know what we're bringing. And it's only going right. to get better. It's only going to get bigger, man. Right, man. Um, tell Joe uh, Combo said uh, the Rory and Maul drop is way better than the Joe drop. But um, besides <laughs> that. <laughs> that seems to be the consensus out there, man. Every time I see somebody <laughs> in the street, that's what they t- man. That's a fact. That's a fact. But, um. I'm really, I'm really happy you came on the show, man. Appreciate you. You're always welcome back. And uh, thanks for being here, man. Combo, thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. No, anytime. Let's do it. Yes, sir. There it is. Episode 23. Hope you enjoyed it. Big thanks to Maul for coming on the show. We appreciate you. It would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Appreciate the continued support. You guys have been amazing. Be on the lookout for episode 24. Combo out.